good. You hear me? Yeah. You hear me? Okay. I hear you. I hear you and I see you. Hello <laughs> and welcome to People Keep Dying, a podcast where we talk about people who die. Oh my God. I'm your know. host, Angela. You don't have to yell at me. <laughs> Why are you yelling? Okay. Yell right into this mic. So that's your host, Angela. And I'm your host, Stephanie. Okay. Well, and no. I'm going <laughs> to restart this. No, we're not restarting it. We're going to keep it right where it was. We're really was, loud in the she, beginning. Yeah, so people are I will. I'll wake you up. Yeah. Anyways, coming right at this you. episode won't have a death in it because this is our 10th episode. And we thought maybe if you were possibly interested in who we are, We'll talk about ourselves a little bit. I mean, we're not we're not here. No, <laughs> this is like getting to know us. Yeah, we we decided that ten episodes in, maybe we should talk about ourselves a little bit. A little bit. Maybe we should give be context little, when get, we're talking. Yeah, so you guys can understand who we are as people. We can why all, we do the. We can that talk we about how we met for the first time. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. So yeah, so they're going to be broken up into three sets, but. Um, we're just going to do a little Q&A mm-hmm. in this one so that people can get to know us. And if you guys don't, you guys don't care about us and you're only just here for the murder. Just skip this episode and get to the next episode because the next one will be about You'll just have to death. fast forward to episode 11, which isn't even out yet, but maybe later. It will be by the time you listen to this, possibly. No. Some people backtrack. I backtrack oh, okay, all yeah, yeah, the yeah, time when I listen to podcasts. I'm like, if they're going to listen to it when it goes live, then no, they're not going to be able to yeah. fast forward to 11. Uh, sorry. I'm but for the most part, a lot of people, I think, like binge listen to podcasts, yeah. which is yeah. what I do. Well, hopefully if people find us in later episodes when we've, you know, hopefully gotten better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they won't come back and listen to these. Maybe pre- drunker. These early. These maybe if they're like, who the, f- who the hell are these girls and then they're like they find episode 10 they're like oh that's an intro thing yeah probably should have been episode one no but this is better uh episode 10 here we go so uh i guess the first question uh should be um how do like, we meet it's just, i don't know i don't think people care about how we meet no, my first I, question pe- was going to be like people always care about how what you got meet. you into like the world of murder and true crime. But let's what talk about how we met because okay. it was kind of interesting. I mean, we met online. On Reddit. Sorry. Let's backtrack a little bit. There was a um, Friendship Wanted ad on Reddit that the- I posted that I posted on um, because there were a bunch of people moving to my town and I guess there were, they like started up like some, hey, like... I'm a fr- I'm looking for friends because it's hard making friends as an when adult. You're an adult and yeah, you don't work. Or you um, work from home. Sorry, when you work from home, mm-hmm. uh, and you have limited exposure with society, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to make friends. And so I had posted this like little uh, help or friends wanted post. I guess <laughs> this is so embarrassing. No, it's not. Um, and my screen name had uh, SSDGM in it. Which is a tagline from our uh, one of our favorite podcasts, My Favorite Murder. Yes. Um, which maybe you've heard of. And if not, go check them out. They're great. Um, and so she sent me a message uh, asking me about the SSDGM. To make sure that it wasn't like a weird sign-off that I'd never heard of before. Yeah, some other weird person's like initials or whatever. And I was like, yep. And then um, like a couple months later, we finally went to go get 
lunch. Yeah, and then we should meet in person. Hopefully no one murders us. So yes. let's meet in public just in case. Yes. We're murderers. Well, nice. especially because, um, like, well, maybe for you it was a little bit more scary than for me. I met other people online as well. Well, no, I just meant, like, because I've got my murder name. Oh, yeah. Because I have a murderous last name. Um, which that made me more interested. Yeah, that that there's a good segue into like part two, which is like why, what, what made you get into, what made you love the world what? of true true crime and murder and yeah and all this. So I'll answer that I guess first because then yours is gonna be a little bit. Longer. I mean, I can answer. Mine's pretty basic. Like, so I grew up. Uh, and I'm, I have a murderer in my family, a prolific one, and um, he was arrested. Like, mm-hmm. it came out and he was arrested um, when I was three or four, and uh, that really shaped me um, into it. And then uh, also I was uh, a victim uh, of some crimes when I was younger, and... Just sort of like, and then also CSI. I grew up watching like a lot of CSI, a lot of like Law and Order. And so the psychology behind people who did things like that, I've always been super fascinated by. Mm -hmm. Um, And also probably because when I was like three or four, uh, my uncle told me that um, being a serial killer was genetic and that I was going to grow up to be a serial killer. And there and was still have time. <laughs> there's still <laughs> there's still time, but um, uh, it was just something that I never wanted. I never wanted to be one, and I think in my quest to not be one, I became obsessed with them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like all the ways to like not be this. Yeah. Like, so you read into yeah. it and then you get like really addicted to it. Yeah. Which is why I can't like there's certain there, like I can't read um, certain murders uh, or I don't prefer to research certain murders because it uh, affects me in a different way than it probably should. Mm-hmm. And that uh, it makes me feel uncomfortable in that I enjoy it too much, I guess. Like, not to sound like a fucking creeper here. <laughs> then cut. <Yeah. laughs> cut. Cut this. Cut this. I know. Um, but no, I just, like, it was something that I was always, I was always worried that I would become one. Um, and I don't know. That's, I don't like my answer anymore. Oh my gosh. Your answer is perfect. But anyways, mine isn't, it's kind of more like, I guess, normal stuff. Like, I grew up in L.A. and... Um, Where there's tons of murders. There's tons of murders. But, like, I grew up, like... It, we were... We had money originally, but then we lost a lot of our money because of bankruptcy, so we didn't have money. Mm-hmm. But, so all we had was, like, the basic, you know, channels. And you know what's on basic channels at Saturday nights? America's Most Wanted. Yes. And that was my favorite show when I was younger because it creeped me out every night so I could never sleep and it was great and I always want I was so fascinated because I always like when you're little I don't know if this was the same with you but whenever I was little and I was doing something I would immediately imagine how I could die in that situation like I fall over and die get hit Uh, hit by a car die I mean yeah break my neck die like it's yeah see 
my therapist would call that suicide ideation. Um, I don't look at it as suicide ideation because mm-hmm. I'm not actually committing the suicide. No, I'm not. Um, yeah. But that's what she would refer it as to me. But it's just like this obsession of, of dying. It is not an obsession of dying. It's just like, oh, the, I, I, I could die su- doing this. Yeah, I was super like- paranoid about <laughs> dying. And every time I was on the news about dying, then I was like fascinated because I'm like, I think like it was just kind of like, I'm, maybe I'm so scared of dying that I'm trying everything I can to not die. So Well, um, your brain's always like alert. So yeah. that's like something that your brain will do is to like assess um dangerous situations dangerous situations Mm -hmm. um and then like for you to be for you to react to them so i mean you were just aware of the fact that your brain was like constantly like like, i would sit in hot cars a lot like with the doors closed on purpose uh i mean i I shouldn't say that we didn't either i don't recall them being hot no i mean as in like my dad would tell me to leave and then i'd be like no i'll just sit in the car and then i would purposely roll the windows up and sit in the car because i liked being warm what so i was the one who I, i specifically remember doing this a lot as a little kid and they thought it was really weird that but it wasn't really like weird. I just liked being like really like you know like when you go like into really, like really hot you know like saunas. Did I you like breathing? Saunas. Do you like breathing it in? Do you I like think the that's warm what it was. in your lungs? I think that's, that's what it was. I am the complete fucking opposite. Yeah. So opposite. I can't. If someone puts a blanket over my face when I'm sleeping, I wake up in a fucking panic. But I think that's because of my childhood. Yeah. See, I just liked sitting in like warm cars. I think it's really hot that's in really LA. Weird. But I remember like. My sister were telling me, like, you need to get out of the car. And I'm like, no, I want to sit here. And everyone thought it was really weird that I would do that a lot. But then as, like, I got older, I realized that's how kids die. And I stopped doing it. Yes. It's as... Because, <laughs> you know, you shouldn't be doing a lot of things that can kill you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, see, you used to sit in hot cars. And I would purposely... I shouldn't say purposely... When I look back now, it's like, Stephanie, how did you never get kidnapped? Yeah. But um, getting kidnapped was something that I was yeah. always, that I, I think I told, talked to you about this. I, didn't, I don't think I like fantasized about it, but I did worry a lot about it for some reason, even though like I lived in a really safe, like after I moved out of LA, I moved to a very safe suburban neighborhood, but then those are always the places where those things happen. So after I said, no one believes me. Yeah. Now I'm not sure if I was fantasizing so much about being kidnapped or if it was like, if I was fantasizing being rescued. Yeah. Probably, you know what? It was probably a little bit of both Both, because I'm twisted. Um, but yeah, Childhood fantasies are a little weird. Yeah. But I remember, like, one story of American Most Wanted, like, stuck with me. And it was, like, about this girl who they couldn't identify that, like, only had $3 on her body that was stolen. And then she was killed. And then, like, for some reason, that one stuck in my head forever. Wait, 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 wait. She had $3 on her body that was stolen? Yeah. Like, apparently they knew that she had, like, a certain amount of money on her or something. Like, I don't... The memory is kind of fading because... Okay, because I was going to be like, did she steal the $3 or did someone else... No, someone stole the $3 off her body. I'm not sure how they knew how much she had, but they did say that she was very poor Hmm. and they couldn't identify her body. 
And I'm like, how do they know they're poor? But like, you know, maybe she had a five dollar bill and bought like a chocolate bar. Yeah, and, and then she had maybe the receipt a receipt or something. I don't with like know. Three dollars and twenty six cents. But either way, the fact that she, like she was killed, and then they have you know like back in the day, they didn't care as much, so they give you like those really creepy renditions of like the head sculptures. Oh my god. Yeah, I remember those too. I mean, they can't be shocked that our generation uh, <laughs> is completely obsessed with two cr- true crime and stuff like that because all we the TV watched shows it's what so we grew up much. With. There's like five different CSIs. There's yeah. like yeah during the formative years. Orders. Those were the but those came out during the years where we were like we knew better. Yeah. So we were like absorbing all of the information about how to get away with our crimes or. How to, like, when you commit a crime, what you need to look for afterwards. Yeah. That's what I learned from, from TV. Definitely not, like, what you should not be doing if you go around murdering people. Which, I mean, I understand I why I know for sure I wouldn't them. get away with it. So oh, no. Yeah, I wouldn't, for sure, oh, never get away with I it. I would never get away with it. No. Because I'm not smart enough to, because no. I know that I'm not the smartest person exactly. in the Exactly. I don't have the ego. Anyways, don't we're not gonna we're not condoning killing people. Um, in case that wasn't obvious enough, no. but we're not condoning killing people. We're just I'm just saying that I wouldn't I would never do it anyways. But if for some reason who know like I hit my head on something like that's like the thing right like you hit your head and you become hey, a different person. You know what? I wouldn't everyone get away with is, it. Everyone is capable of murder. It just requires the right triggers. So and I would not. Y'all get away can with fight it. me on that. Everyone is capable of it. And everyone who comes in and is like, I would never. And it's like, you don't know that you would never. You don't know what kind of situations. Yeah, you don't know what your triggers are. You don't know what it's going to be. What if a zombie know, apocalypse? Like, what if a purge happens? Then like, you have to. If someone came in and they were attacking your loved ones and you killed them, I mean, what do you do? You killed them. Like. Mm-hmm. But I guess it all depends on your view of murder. Yeah. <laughs> there was this great story in my like, older, like I didn't live there, but it was really close to my neighborhood in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. There was this old man who shot this girl who was um, robbing him. And then, so he shot her as she was trying to jump out the window because she was trying to stop, like he, he was trying to stop her. And then they didn't know how to charge him because she died. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, but then they like, robbed him and they were in his house yeah and he's also like very old so even if he went to jail it only, and i don't know what happened because i didn't catch up afterwards but i think he they just kind of like let it go i'm sorry uh you're trying to rob me in my own home and they knew that they were robbing him specifically because he was an older gentleman who lived by himself yeah go fuck yourself so that's why i, I was mean one not of those to say that that girl deserved like, to die but like yeah hey don't fuck around. But there's always repercussions for whatever actions you do. Not um, that it's always death. Not saying. I mean, death. most actions have consequences. Yes. Most. If you're unlucky enough to get caught. <laughs> I will always be unlucky enough to get caught. Always. Only so. because we're not the smartest ones in the room. And, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. Anyways, we should probably start on these questions. Cause okay, so... um. Yeah, so we're going to get into these questions. Those were, like, I mean, those are the only ones that matter. Who are you? How do we meet? Why are we into murder? Do, who's your favorite murderer? Murderer. Do you have a favorite murderer? I don't know if I have a favorite. I know I, I really, and I don't know, it's not, like, a joy, but I do think, like, female murderers fascinate me more only because they're more rare and because they're almost always emotionally driven 
but Catherine Knight was so crazy that like I don't know like that was a running joke for a long time after I met Nick that I would definitely rip his skin off if I found him cheating on me and that's the agreement as of now like this is so the fact that she like he didn't cheat on her she was just crazy but she did kill him and then rip his skin off and then like try to feed his dead body to his children and I'm like that's like a level of like movie psychoticness that I don't know it's just so unbelievable and I think like that's why I enjoy the story because it doesn't even feel like a real thing like it doesn't feel like it happens in real life because I think it's very rare for it to get to that point I don't don't think there's many people who do what she did I think see there's I don't have a favorite mostly just because like they're horrible yeah like Jean Benet Ramsey, yeah, her, other than other than like my familiar murder, uh, Jean Benet Ramsey would be the murder that like really piqued my interest because mm-hmm. I was about eight or nine maybe. Um, that story riveted me, uh, but the when I when I first heard about the toy box killer. Uh, that story shook me to my core and stuck. It stayed with me forever. I know Richard Ramirez was like the big one from my generation. Like I think he was caught before I was born, but only a little bit before I was born. And mm-hmm. he was definitely hitting up like the neighborhoods that I lived in. But you would still Previously. feel that. But you, so you still feel it. But yeah, mm-hmm. but it's different. You know, it's not like he doesn't. I guess, like, it doesn't stick into my head as much just because, like, I guess, like, I don't know. I just, I think I think when someone goes psycho, like, when someone just kills and, like, rapes and you're just, like, he's a really shitty person. But when someone fucking loses all ability to even function correctly as a person, they just, I don't know, I guess they have a mental breakdown. They're just crazy. Like, they're just fucking crazy Mm -hmm. then that's that's when it sticks with me because then you don't know what to do with that kind of crazy yeah Um, and i think that's the only reason her story stuck with me was because the extent of how crazy she was and that was really good yeah i don't know the catherine knight story yeah i think i sent it to you like yeah you you've you've talked to me a little bit about it but i actually don't know yeah i don't know her story so much uh okay so uh given the choice of anyone in the world uh who would you have as a dinner guest? So I thought about this for a second, and I don't really, I don't know. I don't, I feel so awkward. See, I feel like, okay, here's the thing. We'll change this up. Dead or alive, anyone in the existence of time, who would you have for dinner? You have to pick someone dead or alive ever in time, a murderer, and then if you want anybody else to come as your dinner guest. But who, what murderer would you want to have dinner with? I want to have dinner with a Or victim. I want to have dinner with Elizabeth Bathroy. She's the queen that was the one who was accused of killing virginal women and then bathing in their blood. Bathing in them? Yeah. And I really am just curious if, like, she's all myth or if she's actually a terrifying person. Because, you know, like, when stories from back then happen, you don't know if it's just kind of, like, speculation of what it is. I'm just so curious about her. Because, you know, she is apparently she killed, like, over 400, like, girls. So I just want to know. And you think that's a really high number. But then when you hear about, like, 
the nurse from Germany that killed like a hundred people. Yeah. It's just like, okay, maybe 400 isn't all that much. If you take into consideration the time, the access to girls, um, and all of that shit. Yeah. 400 doesn't, I mean, it's still a lot. It is a lot. It's, it's not to make, say that's a small number. It's just, I think they ended up like shoving her in a tower or something, but I mean, she just, she was just, she was fascinating to me just because of like, the fact that she, the, I guess, like, the idea of bathing in virginal blood to stay young is such a yeah, joke. Yeah, who told you? Yeah. Who told you that? And I just want to know. I'm just so curious about, like, is, are you, is it all myth or are you, are you actually that crazy? And if you are, then is, was it of a time, like, everyone was that crazy or are you the only one who was that crazy? But as of still alive... Um, I would have had Anthony Bourdain, but he's dead now, which is very unfortunate. Yeah. And only because I love food so much, mm-hmm. but it'd probably be Alton Brown. Alton Brown? Mm-hmm. He's, um, he does like good eats and he does Iron Chef mm-hmm. and he does Cutthroat Kitchen and he's very surly and he's very like informative and I don't know. I just love food. I would have dinner with Ted Kaczynski. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that he would have amazing dinner conversation. I would just like to be able to pick. He's so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I really enjoyed his writing and how he viewed the world and he did it. He did it the wrong, he went about it the wrong way. He went about it the wrong way. Um, yeah, but I just, I just would like to pick. I would just like to hear more. May hear more about his thoughts and stuff like that. Um, the second person, like, would either be either Jack the Ripper or the Zodiac Killer, and only because I just want to know who they were. I think they found out that Jack the Ripper, like, through DNA testing, was like a mentally ill guy. Did he they? Was just yeah, he was a normal guy who was mentally ill, but he was able to get away with it because it was just prostitutes he was killing. So who cares? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Zodiac Killer. It's definitely Ted Cruz. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, would you like to be famous? And if in what way? I would never like to be famous in the way of like people recognizing me by my face. I don't I don't like that kind of stress. I, I, like one person stopped me on the street once and then said my name and I said I didn't recognize that person and I still don't remember how that person I still to this day do not know who that person was and but you were so bothered that they knew you but they, it was really bothered me that someone knew me and I know that like to a certain extent if you want to be successful in anything you're gonna have to put your face out there I mean not really but like to a Be certain a extent, yeah. But writers still have their face out, but it's not like as much. You, I want to be like, and I don't even think you necessarily need to have your face out as a writer. I want to be very moderate. Usually, if you want to market correctly, you sh- you should also put your face out because you're also doing book tours. Yeah, so your face yeah. is still out. I want to be like successful enough that no one recognizes my face. Not so successful that people actually like saw me on the street. And I mean, to me. but it's just, it's famous. So you want to be famous. If I was going to be famous for way- something, it'd be great to be famous for like curing something or like solving a big problem that like, you know, people had. 
but I'm not that smart. So I mean, see, I want to be a famous artist, and I don't necessarily think that my face needs to be no, not a for part art. Of that. Art's different. Um, sometimes I think I want to be a famous writer, uh, and you can have a pen name for that because mm-hmm. my big thing with my name growing up was I always felt like um, I was judged on my last name. And so I would probably do like, that's I, why I don't I think women want. almost always do pen names because they have found, that's, that's why I like JK, yeah, JK Rowling did, you know, because yeah, she didn't want to have like a female name on there because it does, there is like a certain amount of prejudice for some reason. I don't know why. Sexism. But anyways, like women usually do have pen names mm-hmm. and, but the thing is that, like you do need to put your face out there. You won't become like super popular see, I, don't, I don't maybe with the writing but a lot I of still time you still could, show you, 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 you can still, still show out. up but like i mean the people that show up for just I don't mean, market don't as long as you don't market yourself that's yeah, another thing that's my thing i'm not marketing yeah. myself i just want to market yeah what and I, that's fine they'll keep your face will be out there but then unless people are going out of their way to know for some reason why you want you look like yeah but yeah if you were able to live oh this is i like this question if you were able to live to the age of 90 and you can either retain oh. the body of a 30-year-old or the mind of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, what would you want? It would depend on which 30-year-old's body <laughs> I would be living in. Because let's be for real, it would have to be a very healthy 30-year-old's body that I want to be able to live in for the next 60 years. Yeah. Because it wasn't that specific. Was yeah, that was yeah. mine too. So if it was, it was a healthy 30-year-old... You know, with no, I guess, like, yeah, they're yeah, a healthy 30 year old. care. I want that 30 year old skincare forever. And I would live until 90 with that because my grandma only started going, like, losing a little bit of her memory in her mid 90s. But in her, when she was 90, she was perfectly fine. She remembered way, her memory was better than mine. Like, so if I get her genetics, she's probably I'll be eating fine. a lot of Soy. omega. And she was eating a lot omega of three. bone broth and, yeah, tofu. Those Asians, Rice. Man. And, yeah, and they she traveled forever. until her 80s. So I feel like I'd be fine if I could, like, I, I think what stopped her was her body. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely keep See, the body. Sometimes I wonder, do I even want to live till I'm 90? Like, I really question what the point if you of had life kids. is. What what exactly? Like you're basically just spending the like when you get to a certain point, you're basically just waiting to die. It depends on quality of life. That's yeah. what that's what I mean. So that's why I said like I would keep the nine, 30 year old body. And listen, the quality of life for my previous thirty years haven't like in the grand scheme of things, it's been okay, but they haven't been that great. So I'm not looking at like <laughs> sixty to ninety being. <laughs> I think it'll be great. The next 30 years might be spectacular, but it'll all go downhill from there. Um, I I also think that I would probably want to keep the body of a 30-year-old. Yeah. Um, Mostly just because, like, whatever, with the mind. Uh, Same with your argument. My argument was, like, for me and my family, the brain kind of starts weaning off in the 70s and 80s. -hmm. We haven't really gotten anyone in our family to the 90s. Um, so I don't really know too much about that, but I mean, I just don't like getting old is rough on your body, man. Yeah. I'd rather just have my body stay young 
but it also depends like on like, on whose 30 year old on, body yeah. I'm taking up because it really depends on whose 30 year old body I'm taking up because if it's my 30 year old body no it really it. I wouldn't even want my 30 year old brain either I would so. trade that shit in well, <laughs> that's what so there you go uh, do you have a secret hunch about how you will die I am pretty like the thing is that like everyone in my f- family either died of cancer, but then they weren't directly related to me. But then I think all my grandparents, like grandma's still alive, but then both my mom's side of the family parents are also dead. They also they all kind of died very peacefully. So I have a feeling that I'm gonna go real, real like just in bed. Just oh, I thought you were going to be like, I'm going to be real dramatic. No. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's going to be a really unspectacular death. So you're just going to like die unless, in your sleep? Unless, as I've said, unless Nick dies before me. If Nick dies before me, all rules are off. She's going to like wear this all white gown. Are off. White gown and she's going to have the most dramatic scene on top of some bridge. I'm definitely going to die. As, like it's it's, it's, a, it's a different thing. Off, yeah, it's going to be holding totally, on to Nick's corpse. Yeah, it's totally going to be a different <laughs> thing if Nick dies before me, but if everything goes to plan like we agreed on because we agreed on this, if he dies after me, then I'll probably just go in bed peacefully. Hmm. Just cuz like everyone else in my family kind of has, so I just, you know, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have two. So I have a really strong sense that I'm going to like fall down something and die, mm-hmm. whether it's stairs, a mountain, anything. Just I'm going to fall down and die. Uh, or I'm going to get into a car accident and die. I have a really, I have more That's of a practical. Pull. I have more of a pull to the car accident than the falling down. The falling down's been around a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope that I just die old in my sleep. Mm-hmm. That's usually how it usually goes. Hopefully, mm. I don't know. That's how I seen it. So I, like, the only person I've really seen die was my grandfather, and like from what my grandma told us, she just he just said, "I'm tired. I'm gonna go to bed," and then he was dead. So that's why, like, I just assumed that's how people died. Oh uh, so. no, that's not how people die in in my experience. So yeah, people are. Treated a little bit worse. Yeah. So. Um, so. What do you feel the most grateful for in your life? I'm grateful for my husband. I'm grateful for my partner, too. Mm-hmm. That was going to be my answer. Because yeah. I was like, I'm not really grateful for. I mean, I'm grateful for, for the life health. that I have. Yeah. Uh, but the life that I have, I have because of him. So yeah. it's like, I'm so incredibly, incredibly yeah. grateful for him. And I'm grateful for our friendship too. Yeah. Yeah. Score some points. Even though it's new. Even, hey, you know what? New shits are the best shits. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. If you can change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Um, I thought about that a little bit. And of course, like everyone has complaints about like their childhood, but I don't think I had like a super difficult childhood now that I think about it. Like it was it would have been nice if we had more money because um I never saw my parents. They worked seven days wait, six days a week except on Tuesdays. And like they worked until seven. So I was always home by myself until seven. I never really got that to spend sense. time with them. Yeah. And so like Wish I you, w- you wish you had more time. Time with, like, I wish I knew, like, my parents more. I know my dad and my mom divorced when I was very young, so I didn't really get to know my mom very well, and my dad always worked, and he was always stressed out. Did your, your dad got custody of you? 
Oh, yeah. In Korea, um, men get custody of the kids. I didn't know that. That's it. But then we weren't in Korea. This was in the States. But then apparently my dad made a big it's still like, like, deal. It's cultural. And it's culturally like men always get the children. Mm-hmm. So he just got the children. There was no um, child support from what I think happened. And it would have been, it's kind of embarrassing to even ask for child support, I think, in Asian culture. So you don't ask for it. Well, yeah, because it's the man asking the woman for money. Yeah, and there's no way. So like, yeah, yeah, I could so, see how that would be. So he got all of shameful. us. Yeah. And then so like, I wish that there was more, like, memories of us, like, me and my dad at least together because Mm -hmm. I know that, like, money stressed him out a lot. Yeah. So I just wish there was more money so that I had more time. That's the big thing. Uh, For me, if there was anything that I could change about how I was raised, it would be fucking put in a different family. Like, uh, start all over again. Yeah, let's just, like. Somewhere else. Let's and just, we'll is there a all there. of the above? Because that's what I'd like. Um, I wish that we were raised. Yeah. That's what I wish. That's what I would change was that, that we would have actually been raised as children instead of just kind of left like, like yeah, kids like style. left yeah. latchkey kids, uh, or pawned off rather, uh, on our grandparents, I yeah. guess. Um, I think I was lucky that my dad's allergic to alcohol, so there was no way that there was mm-hmm. going to be any he smoked but who didn't smoke in yeah, the 80s and 90s exactly but besides smoking like just cigarettes even it was just that was it he didn't drink because he was so allergic mm-hmm. so i guess i never i didn't know how like i didn't grow up with it so i didn't realize how bad it was yeah yeah it's um grow like growing up with parents that have substance abuse problems is um it's a, I don't know. It's a difficult thing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't imagine it being easy. No. Well, it's because the parent, the kids have to raise themselves. Then yeah. that's basically, or they have to raise their parents, and kids shouldn't be raising their parents. No. Um, <laughs> this isn't I am Sam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you could wake up tomorrow having gained w- any one quality or ability, what would it be? See, I was thinking about this one too, and I'm not really sure. Like, it would be super cool to. Um, I don't want to sound greedy, but I just wish I didn't have to worry about money like every morning when I woke up. So, one quality. So, if you were to, so you want to be financially secure. Yeah, but I think the quality that I I really should want is to feel. I wish I was more motivated, and you, um, yeah, not lazy. And I yeah. stop, it's definitely something you can just do yourself, but that means that I got to do it. <laughs> Which, I mean, self-motivation. But it'd be it's really hard. cool to have, it's like... It's hard to motivate yourself to get some self-motivation. It'd be really cool to have, like, a really useful talent, you know? Like, um, I don't know, be really good at, like, fixing things or, like, be really good at something. You were really good at like something useful is what I mean. Yeah, but what 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 usefulness do you want? What 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 ability do you want? I kind of I don't even know. Maybe like being able to fix anything. Like, like you want to be a really good handyman? Handy maybe, woman? Maybe. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. I don't know. Like, I thought about, like, all the abilities that you can See, have. I'm, all I'm thinking about is, like, so you want to be able to, like, fix a refrigerator? Like, I'm thinking of, like, fix trades. Like, trades yeah. work. But, I mean, that could also be good, too. I, I think what it is is, all, like, fix it. you think of, like, any superpower, and then you think of all the sa- downsides with that superpower. 
Yeah, I'm not really worried about the downsides. Because like, if, if you know how to fly, what it, then your body may not be able to pressurize properly, and then you just explode as soon as you go up too high. Um, if you're super strong, you can accidentally hurt someone. If you're super fast, then that could mean that like everything's so slow in comparison. Because I watch a lot of superhero TV shows, and this is all the fears that happen. And so that's the reason why like every superpower I could think of, I'm like, there's so many downsides unless you have... A, B, C, D. Like, you have to have all of it together. So I want to be Bruce Wayne. Mine? <laughs> I want to be Bruce Wayne. That's my superpower. I just want to be Bruce Wayne. Without, she just wants all the money. And, like, all the and all the brilliance. And the dead parents. Not, not the dead parents, but all the brilliance as well. You know, like, he's very, very smart. That probably came from the dead parents. That's genetic, not because they're dead. Well, no, it's just because they died so young. So he probably threw, he was probably forced... I think like, that's genetic too. To also to do well in school, I don't think that's genetic. I don't think he did well. I think he was he's brilliant. He's very like he has very good detective skills, and he's very good at like. Still think that that's a nurture thing and not a nature thing. I think it's a nature Ooh. thing as well. Sorry, microphone. But I want to be. I want Bruce Wayne's powers. All okay. Of them. Well, my ability that I would want would be the ability to properly articulate and vocalize my thoughts and feelings. Oh. That's what I would want. I would want I want to be able to if I want to say something, I want to know what to say, how to say it, and I want to be able to say it. I feel like that's what a lot of people write because that's when you can fix, you know. See, I can't I can't write. I'm too much of a perfectionist with my writing oh. as well because I think too much and then I'm still like I'm stuck. Um, but no, that's the ability that that I would want. And like in all situations, all across the board. And then flip side to that is, I would wish that I could hear people's thoughts. Oh, I would never want that. Oh, I do. I don't want. There's some thoughts that should not be heard. No, but those are the ones that I want. I don't want to hear any of them. But only if I can turn it off. But if it's like a constant, yeah, that's like what you I mean. That's like what I'm afraid of. But I mean. It's a quality or an ability. And I, I feel to... like I would hate everyone if I knew what everyone's thought were, thoughts were all the time. Because, you know, you're obviously, everyone's going to have, like, a negative thought. I am for sure would hate every single person in the world if I could listen to everyone's thoughts. Yeah, I think I'm just too curious. Yeah. And I would want to know. But it would need to be, like, a controlled. Yeah. I need to be able to turn it off. Not overwhelming. And, yeah, and see. it can't be overwhelwhelming. Because so you, then you see I, you superpowers just, I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's always a flip side. I'm, yeah. But, um, I mean, that's why Jean Grey is crazy. Yeah. But, okay. Anyway. So, what is your most terrible memory? I don't even know if you want to do that one. I always have like the weirdest memories for terrible memories. This isn't even a memory. This is like someone telling me what happened. But then apparently, when I was younger, I was fighting with my cousin, and I like my cousin. Uh, we were like fighting and yelling at each other, and all my family members were in the house. And he's like, "I'm gonna leave." And he opened the door, and then my mom was standing in the front door with a guy with a gun on her back because he was trying to rob her. Oh, my gosh. And so he looked in and saw, like, my entire family, which were, like, 15, 20 of us in there. And he ran out. And then, my like, my uncle and my dad, I think, chased him after him. But then I, like, very, 
I don't know. Like, I very, very vaguely remember the memory. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's because people told me the story. And at this point, it's one of those things where it's like, did it happen? Because I know, yeah. like, you know, I know that, like, we did there was a lot of robbery concerns because we owned a jewelry store and it did like my, my mom used to take different routes home every single day because mm-hmm. we were almost always being, you know, threatened to be robbed. But I'm like, is it a memory or is it something that like I conjured up a little bit more because people kept telling me what happened. Mm-hmm. So then I'm afraid, but I do know one was me and my cousin used to call 911 and then hide in the closet. And then you would hear like, bang, we're like, this is the police. And then we just hide and laugh. God. And then my grandfather would come out and be oh like, what God. are you doing? We're like, oh no. What? Oh my god. We thought gosh. it was so funny. And that's, don't call the cops. Oh my gosh. The um the transplanted memory thing that you were talking about yeah. though where you weren't really sure if you experienced it or if it was like transplanted there from stories. Mm-hmm. I have that where when I was like three or four and my dad's parents uh were like moving houses or whatever, mm-hmm. they before they moved into their current house, they were in this one house and like I have this memory of me going into the house and then going into the room and I used to I used to lay on the floor and smell the floor mm-hmm. uh, because her floor smelled like perfume. But then I also watched Anastasia oh, and that's a fucking scene in yeah, Anastasia where she smells and the carpet. I can't talks remember about, yeah. now if, if that, that was, actually happened yeah. to me or if I'm transplanting it from a TV show or the, a movie, the movie. Yeah, But like I have like real life imagery of yeah. it. And so I think possibly I used to do it and then maybe watching the movie connected r- it. Sparked that memory. Mm-hmm. And now I have this like really weird like did that actually happen mm-hmm. to me or did it not happen to me? But yeah, I wanted that. It's hard to know. It's, it's hard really to know. hard to know. But yeah. So what do you think is too serious to be joked about? Um I don't know. I think you need to find humor in almost everything just because everything's so depressing that like finding humor in it is the only way you can deal with awful situations sometimes. Like I know people say like, you know, you can't make 9-11 jokes or something like that, but I understand wanting to... I think it depends on how it's delivered, the context. It has to be done in a very respectful manner, not making fun of victims, but if you're going to make a joke about something, but then you're trying to cope with it, and it's, it's different. It just really depends. It's not the subject. It's the delivery. Yeah. That's I don't think that is. there's anything that's too serious to be joked about because I feel like humor um, is a coping mechanism for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that there's certain... I understand that there's certain things that people don't... Like other people would have a problem to, yes. uh, with it being joked about. But like you said, like delivery... And read the room. Don't make like... Um, like male chauvinistic jokes at like a feminist convention, you know, read the room. Yeah. I think that's um, but important. I, but it, that's not to say that like feminists shouldn't be joked about or that men can't joke about It has to be done in a, vi- it's, it, it just has to be done in a certain way. You yeah. can't just do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, like for me, I don't think there's anything that's too serious to be joked about, but it really depends on the delivery and the mood and the room. And also like, if it's not for me or if I don't think that it's appropriate or mm-hmm. that, I mean, that's just me. Yeah. And that's, 
doesn't necessarily mean that it shouldn't be joked about. That's yeah. just my own, yeah. Um, uh, of all the people in your family, whose death would you find the most disturbing and why? Um, I don't want, like, basically anyone. Like, I, I feel like I'd be really sad when everyone, anyone in my family dies. But I have an understanding of how age works, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, you're way more disturbed when someone much younger than you die. So I feel like if one of my nieces died, mm-hmm. I'd be the most disturbed because of how like they shouldn't die before me. Yeah. 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 Um, for me, it'd be my brother. Yeah. If my brother died, I'd probably find that the most disturbing because mm-hmm. he's the one that I'm closest to. Um, and then I guess it would sort of depend on how did they die? Yeah. Did they die in a disturbing way? Um, then you might, or if they died like in a really sad way, then I'll just, I think like if anyone, anyone in my family dies like a really slow, painful way of like cancer and stuff, that'll be very disturbing because you have to watch someone just disintegrate in front of you. And it's just so hard to watch someone that you love just, I guess, fade away like that. And that would, that would really disturb me. Yeah. Yeah. But then I look, think of that and then think of children and then it becomes even more sad. So then that's why I'm like, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, children, children, like, I guess, like, the natural order of things is that, like, children shouldn't die. Before you. Yeah. yeah. People should just all die of old age. Yeah. <laughs> right. In a, in a perfect world. Um, I think that's it. Okay. All right, well, I, that's all the questions. Yeah. Um, you made it through our entire conversation yeah. somehow, <laughs> and you didn't get bored, hopefully, and fall asleep. But if you did, it's okay. I'm very happy that we helped you do something. We're very boring people, so. I basically am like that person who's like, I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> this is my husband. <laughs> and I'm I'm sad, and this is my depression baggage. Let me share it all with you. And then um, I'm like, I just avoid anything that makes me totally unhappy and ignore it, which is probably not healthy, but I don't care. It's well, fucking healthier than dwelling in your shit like I do. All right, guys. Um, so we'll be back with our normal song and dance next week. And uh, if you have any interesting deaths that you would like us to cover or just yeah. want to talk to us, email us at peoplekeepdying at gmail.com. Or you can reach out on Twitter and Instagram and, and Facebook. Facebook. If that's how you choose to message us. Yeah, all of them are people keep dying across all the socials except yep. Snapchat because... We're never getting Snapchat. Uh, I'm too old we, for we Snapchat. Don't, we don't need to snap you photos of us. No. Um, I'm never... We're not committing the murders. No. <laughs> yeah. But if one of us do, we promise we'll cover it. <laughs> yeah, we'll be like that fucking dude That's, that signed make... up for the documentary of his own fucking murder and yeah. then admitted it in the fucking ending. It's... Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do it on the... Oh, my yeah. gosh. No. This is... It's Robert Pierce. Hey, this is what's too serious to joke about. <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I promise. So yeah, we will. But yeah, we'll, we'll catch you next week. All right. <laughs> Thanks for, for listening. listening. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep that. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs>